morning and welcome to St. Columba's for our Harvest Thanksgiving service. We come to our beautifully decorated church reminding us of all of God's gifts and blessings to us for what we have to give thanks to him for. I thank all those who work so hard decorating our church so tastefully and so beautifully. It's a very great delight to welcome visitors this morning. Thank you all very much for coming and we follow the order of service as before you which will proceed without announcement. It is a great joy to welcome our preacher, the Reverend Andy Hay, the curate of our neighbouring parish of St Finian's in Craiga, and you are most welcome here to St Columba's and thank you for being with us. We turn to our service sheet. This is the day that the Lord has made. Loving Lord, fill us with your presence that we may praise you now with our lips and all the day long with our lives. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we think we've never done anything wrong, then we are lying to ourselves and not being honest. But if we take the things we have done wrong and bring them to God, and we are truthful with him, then once we've said sorry for those things, he forgives us. Let us say sorry to God here and now. We're sorry, dear God, when we don't have time for other people, when we say the wrong thing, when we do the wrong thing, even when we think the wrong thing, forgive us. Make us right with you and allow us to be better the next time. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I declare to you, you are forgiven, your sins are gone. Be strong in the Holy Spirit and live for God. Amen. We stand as a forgiven people. Therefore, let us praise God for his mercy and give thanks to him for his goodness. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God fills the whole earth.
collect or prayer of the day. Eternal God, you crown the year with your goodness and give us the fruits of the earth in their season. Grant that we may use them to your glory for the relief of those in need and for our own well-being. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. There was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather as much of it as each of you needs, and omer to a person according to the number of persons, all providing for those in their own tents. The Israelites did so, some gathering more, some gathering less. But when they measured it with an omer, those who gathered much had nothing over, and those who gathered little had no shortage. They gathered as much as each of them needed, and Moses said to them, let no one leave any of it over until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it until morning, and it bred worms and became foul. And Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning, they gathered it as much as each needed. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much food, two omers apiece. When all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, This is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil, and all that is left over put aside to be kept until morning. So they put it aside until morning, as Moses commanded them, and it did not become foul, and there were no worms in it. Moses said, Eat it for today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. For six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is a Sabbath, there will be none. On the seventh day some of the people went out to gather, and they found none. The Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and instructions? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you food for two days. Each of you stay where you are. Do not leave your place on the seventh day. No one can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, or, what you, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you be worrying at a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow, is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's troubles is enough for today.
Let us pray. Lord God, be with us now as we hear more about you and learn to live with you closely. Amen. Please take your seats. It's always strange when you have somebody new with you. You think, are we standing? Are we sitting? What are we doing? It's absolutely lovely to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me this morning, although you probably didn't have any hand in that at all. You're just looking at me politely. I am the curate in St. Finian's Parish Church just uh, round the corner from you, and so I've, uh, it's, it's absolutely lovely to be here. We are having work done in our church building, so we are behind you in the process, and this place here looks absolutely lovely, so well done. And this floor, it's just, it's just, it just opens things up beautifully. And before I jump in, let me say to you, hello and greetings, and best wishes and love from your brothers and sisters in St. Finian's. It's amazing to think that right now, as we speak and listen, the dual carriageway is dotted with churches from Beaver, St. Finian's, you, all over the place, St. Malo's, everywhere, worshiping God, praying for God's kingdom to come, and believing that that will happen, and it is happening. So it's a special thing to be here. The readers this morning, you read absolutely beautifully. The reading, the first one especially, was quite long. I will speak to whoever it was that chose that reading and tell them off. <laughs> it was me. But the first reading there was about God's people. They had been very, very sad and unhappy. They had been in Egypt where they'd been slaves. They were forced to work there against their will. And when they were rescued by God, God used Moses to do that, they were pleased, but they grumbled a lot because the journey out of Egypt was a long one. It was a difficult one. One particular morning, they were very confused because they woke up in the morning and there was this strange stuff on the ground. The ground was covered in strange food. And in their language, they called this food manna, but they didn't speak English. What they were actually saying in their language was, what's this? So manna means, what's this? They were told to gather enough of this food just for one day. Just gather enough for one day and then leave the rest. Of course, people being people, some people gathered extra and said, I'm going to take a bit for tomorrow as well and keep it overnight. And when they woke up in the morning, the stuff that they had extra was full of worms and maggots. And Moses said to them, I told you, just gather for one day. It's all you needed. But on the last day of the week, Moses said to everyone, tomorrow we're having a day off. We're resting tomorrow, no gathering tomorrow. So I want you to gather for two days and store it in your tent overnight. And the people said, Moses, we've had this conversation all week. It goes off, it gets worms overnight. But the next day, it was fresh as anything. All was fine. And God's people realized that sometimes God is hard to understand. And they realized that if they were going to understand the world really well and understand God really well, they were going to have to start thinking like he did. You see, we live, you and I, in God's world. And in God's world, there are things that we see, but there's an awful lot happening that we don't see. And the things we see, the things we don't see, are all part of God's world. I love your artwork. Your, the Sunday school children have done the most beautiful artwork. I love your cross. That's a conversation all in and of itself. But you've got lots of leaves. Artwork, your hands are colored in the, the, the color of autumn leaves. If a leaf was to drop from a tree, it wouldn't go straight down. Sometimes you wouldn't really know where it was going to end up because the wind would blow it. It would blow it in all sorts of different places. We can't see the wind. We don't know what the wind looks like. But we know it's there, and we know it moves things in different directions. We live in a world, like I said, where things are seen and unseen. And those unseen things, a bit like the wind, but not exactly like the wind, can move things around us and change our world in ways that 
is hard to understand. So, God's people ate manna every day. They got quite sick of it, but they ate it every day. And then they got to a new land, a place that they had been promised by God. When they got there, God said to them, build your houses, plant out your fields, plant your wheat so you can make your bread. And when it was time to gather in the food, God said a strange thing to them. He said, these are your fields that I've given you, but don't collect in all the wheat. Don't collect in everything because I am allowing some poor people, people who don't have their own houses, I'm allowing them to go into your field to collect from your food. It's a bit like every time you're given a packet of crisps, saying to yourself, I'm not going to finish this, I'm going to leave some at the end, and I'm going to put it there on this table for somebody who doesn't have anything. Bit of a strange way to live, God's people said. But again, this strange way of living only really makes sense if we could see the things that God sees and if we could think about things in a way that God thinks about them. But God's people said to him and said to Moses, this doesn't make sense. This is too hard. We're not going to live this way. We're going to plant our food. We're going to collect it all for ourselves. This is our land we're going to look after ourselves. So, some way down the line, Jesus came, and he lived with God's people. And he taught them, again, like Moses did, about God's way of life. And he said, pay attention to God first. Look at what God is doing first, and everything else, the food and the clothes, they will come. You won't be billionaires, but they will come. But the people said to Jesus, like they'd said to Moses, like they'd said to God, you're being completely unrealistic. This simply won't work. And they, in the end, wanted rid of Jesus, and they killed Jesus. But Jesus, in many ways, was stubborn. He came back. He didn't stop. Even after he died, he came back. And with his newly alive body, he gave the same old message God is your king. Start thinking about the world like God does. Look at God first and look at God's fairness first. Everything else, the clothes and the food will come. You don't have to fight for it. It will come. And harvest is a time when we remember that God's way of thinking is not about taking everything for ourselves, but it's about loving God and sharing with other people. When we do that, God says he will give us everything we need for each day. And when we do it as a community, he says, life will work. Now, I want to tell you about Leslie. Leslie was my mom. Leslie was a woman who kind of understood that the world worked in a way that made sense to God and can make sense to us if we pay attention to God. My mom had a chance to work in some big businesses when she was younger, but she said, no, I'm not going to go down that route. I want to live for Jesus, and I want to live like God wants me to live. She knew that it wouldn't make her rich, and it did not, but she knew also that God would give her everything she needed. One of my favorite memories growing up, and I think I was probably about primary five or six, one of my favorite memories was a long holiday we had in a caravan. It was a long, warm summer, and it had everything that a caravan holiday should have. Sun, ice cream, the beach, everything. And I remember as a grown-up saying to my dad, I said, do you remember that holiday? Do you remember, it was such a good time, where was it? And he said to me, holiday? He said, we were homeless. We were homeless and living in a friend's caravan until God provided a home for us. And while other people had homes to live in, our family for 
a few times did not have homes to live in. And part of this was because my mum decided we're going to live a bit differently. We're going to ask God to help us, provide for us. And it meant there were times that were quite difficult. They knew, and I knew growing up, what the phrase in the red meant. And they just lived as they felt God wanted them to live. And my mom and dad would have asked God to provide for me and my sister, to look after me and my sister. And he did, to the extent that, looking back, I thought it was a holiday. And it was not a holiday. He protected us in that way. We didn't live in caravans forever. When I grew up a wee bit older, we had a house. We had a church house. It was, it was lovely. It was small. It was perfect. But there was some time when a group of young men, scary at the time, came and started hanging around in the street. And all the neighbors started going inside and shutting the door. They didn't want to go out anymore. They didn't like the way these young men were talking, what they were doing. Life had suddenly changed on the street. My mom said, this isn't the way God wants us to live. And she made a big tray, filled it with tea, coffee, biscuits, and marched out into the street, in, right into the middle of this big group of young men. And I don't think she knew exactly what was going to happen, but she knew that God was with her. And she knew that she was asked to live and treat people in a certain way. And these young men kind of looked at her and nodded, and they used all their pleases and all their thank yous and their maybes, and, and all their best manners came out. They said no thank you to the tea, and they disappeared off, and they never came back. And the neighbors all relaxed. And it was because Leslie knew that the world worked in a different way if we could only think about things in the way that God thinks about them. When mom, when Leslie got sick, and she got very sick, we were all very worried. And we had all the feelings that you have when somebody gets sick. But she wasn't worried. She said, God is going to look after me. God is going to, she used the word, prosper me. That means he's going to give me everything I ever need. Not long after that, Leslie, mum, went to live with God. She went to stay with him for a while in heaven. This happened when she was quite young. She was in her 50s, her early 50s. And the thing is, though, remember when Jesus died. Remember he was given a new, newly alive body. Well, that body and that newly aliveness is promised to mum. And it's promised to us in the future. And when she gets that newly alive body in time, she's going to come to me, I reckon, and say, did I not tell you that I was going to get given everything I need? Did I not tell you that God was going to give me all I needed every day? And I'll probably say, yes, mum. We think the world is just made up of the things we can see. But the world is so much more. And God uses these wonderful things that we can't see to help us each day. Only it's hard to live in what God has for us because we can't always see, just like we can't always see the wind. My mom knew this. She knew that even when she had no home or even when there were scary people or even when she was very sick, God would give her everything she needed every day. And it's true. This is true. This is the good news. It's true for me. It's true for you. And God asks us to live in the world and to think in the world just like he does. So I'm going to stop. I'm going to let you think about these things and pray about these things. And let me pray very quickly about 
how we can live in this world that God has made for us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we can't see you, but you are there. And we can't see so many of the good things that you have for us down the line and the peace that you have for our hearts. But these things are there. Help us to open our hands, our hearts, and our minds to you today, this harvest day, and every day to come. Amen. Questions about Christian belief. Do you believe and trust in God the Father who made all things? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in his Son, Jesus Christ, who redeemed the world? We believe and trust in him. 
Do you believe and trust in his Holy Spirit, who gives life to the people of God? We believe and trust in him. This is the faith of the Church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to invite a number of the Sunday School children to come forward to lead us in our prayers. Let us pray. Give you, we, we give you thanks, most gracious God, for the beauty of earth, sky, and sea, for the richness of mountains, plains, and rivers, for the songs of birds and the loveliness of flowers. We praise you for these gifts and pray that we may safeguard them for our posterity. Grant that we may continue to grow in our grateful enjoyment of your abundant creation to the honour and glory of your name, now and forever. Amen. We bless you, God of seed and harvest, and we bless each other, that the beauty of this world and the love that created it might be expressed through our lives and be a blessing to others. Now and always. Amen. Almighty and gracious Father, we give you thanks for the fruits of the earth in their season and for the labours of those who harvest them. Make us, we pray, faithful stewards of your great bounty for the provision of our necessities and the relief of all who are in need. To the glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with us, you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You have given us a world of beauty and we have spoilt it. You've given a world to feed us, and so many go hungry. A world of riches, and we're unwilling to share. A world to care for, and we think of only ourselves. Forgive us, gracious God, every time your heart is saddened by our selfishness. Every time we have no fault for others, no care but ours. Enable us to see this world as a gift from you, and that can be shared, and those who live on on it as our neighbours. We ask this in your name, may be glorified through the beauty of this world and service of our lives. Amen. God of harvest, garden supreme, you place us at the centre, feed us, equip us and having provided for us, look to a different harvest, a fruitfulness of lives in service to you and others. God of harvest, feed us, prune us, harvest us that our lives might bring the glory to you. Amen. Father, as we celebrate this season of thanksgiving, we give thanks for those of the blessing of food, provision and nourishment. Please grow us in a harvest for the world. Come sow seed of hope within our souls, Lord, that we may yield goodness, patience and kindness in abundance. Sow a seed of peace in our lives, Lord, that we may bear the fruits of forgiveness, compassion and righteousness. Come sow a seed of love in our hearts, Lord, that others would reap the blessing of family, friendship and community. May each seed of hope and peace and love grow within us into a harvest that can be feasted on by all. Amen. Lord, you ask us to work with you to protect our neighbours. Please shake us out of ourselves so that we can stand up for those in need, raise awareness and call for change. When the issue feels too big or overwhelming, give us wisdom and courage to inspire one another to prioritise the needs of people living in poverty so that we can make some difference towards creating a fairer and more equitable world. We ask it in your name. Amen. Lord God, you made us fellow workers in your creation. Give us wisdom and reverence through the use of the resources of nature, that no one may suffer from our abuse of them, and that generations yet to come may continue to praise you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All of us join together in the prayer. The words are in the order of service. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for everyone in this parish, especially for our clergy, teachers, leaders, musicians, helpers, and all who give of their time and talents to lead our parish organisations. 
We ask your blessing and guidance upon our families and homes as together we seek to serve you in both word and deed during the opportunities and challenges of this new week. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us sum up our prayers and praises in the words our Saviour Christ has taught us and say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all things come from you and of your own we give you let us pray as we have been singing and worshiping together giving thanks to God for harvest so may what we have experienced here in St. Columbus this morning be reflected in the way we live our lives as we go back out through our church doors as together we say, 
Be with us, Lord, as we go out into the world. May the lips that have sung your praise always speak the truth. May the ears which have heard your word listen only to what is good. And may our lives, as well as our worship, be always pleasing in your sight. For the glory of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. We stand for the dismissal. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.